0: Better tests for tuberculosis are urgently needed. That's according to experts who met recently in Porto, Portugal. At the 2009 meeting of the European Society of Mycobacteriology held there, delegates heard that TB is lethal and spreading, particularly because HIV-AIDS infection makes it easier to catch. As part of the conference, there was a symposium looking at new simple ways of testing for TB. And I asked the organiser, Ruth McNerney, why these were needed.
1: We have some tests that do work. We have uh, a microscopy where you, you get someone to, to, to try and expectorate cough up some samples from their lungs and you look at it down the microscope. The problem with that test is it's very insensitive. It's particularly a problem of people who've got HIV and they're immunosuppressed when you don't cough out as many bacteria. The alternative is the culture. And that works extremely well, but it takes you weeks, if not months. And by that time, it's, it's too late, it's too slow. X-rays are the other alternative, but again, in people with HIV, you don't get the same immune response, you don't get the same pretty pictures, so you can't just take a quick picture and say, oh, that person's got TB.
0: Could you give me an example of what is your definition of a good test for TB, then?
1: Well, we want a test that can be used uh, outside of a laboratory. We want a test that can be used by a health worker, or anyone with a little bit of training, a little bit of knowledge. So you can go into a community. It'd be fantastic if we didn't use electricity and you can actually go into a village in Africa or India or even in an airport in the UK and do the tests and say, Oh, I think you've got T B, please come along and get some further testing done.
0: And why is there a big need for this?
1: The biggest need is is that if we don't detect who's got TB, they get sicker and sicker. But probably more importantly is that they're transmitting TB to other people. It's very infectious. If when people with TB cough or they sneeze or even sometimes when they talk, they can be transmitting the bacteria into the air and other people can um, breathe in the bacteria and that's how they become infected.
0: Now, you're from the symposium now. You've heard it all. You've heard what everybody had to say. Pull out of it, will you please, for me, one of these tests that, that you think is promising.
1: Well, there's, there's some exciting stuff going on. One of the new areas that we're working in now is looking at volatiles. These are, these are molecules that are given off, uh, and they're the things that cause things to smell. So in a way, we're trying to use artificial noses to see if we can detect TB through artificial nose smelling. It's interesting, in, in ancient Greek times, they used to detect TB by fraying samples on the fires and say, oh, that's a nasty smell, you've probably got TB. We can't smell them ourselves. TB is infectious. We'd, we'd catch TB if we start going around sniffing a lot. But we think there are, are ways we may be able to capture this with new technology that's coming out of the some of the bioterrorism stuff. They've got these new gadgets that will detect things in airports like drugs or like explosives. Let's see if those operators can be used to detect TB.
0: Meanwhile, sputum is used for test purposes. What's available there? Because this can be more widely done.
1: Yes, there are, there are some advances now. We're changing the way microscopes work. We used to use uh, what we call a Zill Nielsen. It's a very old-fashioned and light microscope. Now we're starting to use fluorescence. It used to be that fluorescence was very expensive because the bulbs didn't last very long. But now with LED technology, the simple technology you have on your alarm clock anywhere, LED microscopes are much cheaper to run. The bulbs don't blow up in your face. And we're now just experimenting to see exactly which is the best microscope to use. You can actually convert the old-fashioned microscopes into LED microscopes, and they're much easier to use and much easier to spot the TB. Are
0: there other ways available, potentially?
1: yes there's a new molecular test out it won't be point of care you can't take it into the community but you can do it in a very simple lab and that's just been launched by a big American company called Cephid. and that you take a sample put it into a cassette you shake it around stick it in the machine and press a button in about two hours it will give you an answer whether you've got TB or not and also what's exciting is it'll tell you whether you've got resistance to one of the major drugs or not TB you treat with about five drugs um, and it'll tell you with one of the major drugs if there's resistance and that's exciting
0: now the sample is still a sputum sample?
1: The sample is still a sputum sample, so we're still relying on getting to patients, persuading them to expectorate, to cough out these samples and to give them to us to test.
0: Could you give me an example of just how big a difference good testing might make in a typical country where TB is prevalent?
1: I think it will make all the difference. Um, we can give you an example perhaps from the UK though, where there was, a, there was an incident in a school in Leicestershire, in Leicester, where one of the pupils had TB and it wasn't detected. He never had a TB test. They didn't suspect TB. And he infected half of the school. Well, I exaggerate. I'll have to look up the numbers. But it was over 100 pupils got infected and quite a few of those actually developed active TB. And that's one case in the UK. Can you imagine taking that to Africa where people haven't got access to diagnostics? TB is the biggest killer in many African countries at the moment. Places like Zambia, TBs are more death certificates than anything else. Road accidents, anything else. So just stopping TB is so important in those parts of the world.
0: So what should health workers be doing practically about all of this? The possibility of new tests, the need to be on the lookout for TB, and what indeed should ordinary people be doing?
1: Well, I think the start of ordinary people. Ordinary people, we've got to help them understand what the risks are. That if you've got a cough, please go for a test. Um, don't put it off, don't wait until you get sicker and sicker. Please go for a test. Don't be ashamed if you've got TB. Millions of other people have got TB in the world. It's not a problem. We can solve it. You know, drugs are there, it can be treated, but the quicker you get tested, the less chance it is it's going to spread around the rest of your family, the rest of your friends or your workmates. For health workers, it's just keep on going. It's, I know you're overworked, I know everyone's so busy, Uh, there's so much to do. But again, the quicker we get people tested, and the quicker we get people onto those drugs then the quicker the problem will be solved and we can solve it if we're ambitious enough
0: That was Ruth McNerney of the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine organiser of a special symposium on point of care tests for tuberculosis held recently in Porto, Portugal For audio news from the London School I'm Peter Goodwin